Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hello. Hi, Amanda. I sent you um, some really fabulous pictures of me modeling my jeans as we discussed on our last episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, are you going to compliment my modeling? I <laughs> am. I actually was like when just it came through on it my, open there. It came through on my Apple Watch and I was like, what? Like she just like snapped this photo. It was like beautiful lighting and your pose was like so casual and yet poised. And I was like, damn, girl. Yeah, I didn't I didn't take 20 and only send you the best with my self-timer. No, I just it was the first attempt. No, but I felt like I needed you to see the jeans, see where the maybe mm-hmm. the I went too hard too fast with the jeans and the Chelsea boots, but you know. Yeah. You're definitely doing something different than I'm doing because what I'm doing is I'm doing shorter, almost capri, and the, it's more of a straight leg. It's not a wide leg. Right. Which does, I think, look better with the Chelsea boots. I mm-hmm. think I need to save like this wider crop for like the casual cute Nikes mm. and like a more fitted top or later when like – you know, we're back to sandal season. I don't know, Amanda. I've seen it be cute with little, like, little flats. Okay. You know? Yeah. yeah. yeah I haven't done that. flats in a while. I mean, yeah. they're kind of sneakers or mm-hmm. kind of sneakers these days. <laughs> I mean, they're sneakers or sneakers. Or sneakers, sneakers or sneakers yeah. or my Crocs, which, yeah. yeah. Um, um, speaking of footwear, I, uh, so Junie really likes crushed ice. Okay. So I was making, putting some ice in a cup and then whenever she hears the ice maker go, she comes running. So then I switch from cubed to crushed because I like to give her some crushed pieces for her to munch on. But some of them felt, the pieces fell in my slippers. Mm, And so that crushed ice in your slippers is really kind of like the opposite feeling of what you want slippers to feel like. Yeah. Soggy. (laughs) Soggy slippers. So I had soggy cold slippers. Um, So I had to do like a quick footwear change. Yeah. Do not recommend. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What else is going on over there? You know, it's Valentine's week, you know, it's kind of Valentine's season. And one change that I've made, and maybe this is partially inspired by the Balance Bound Planner, partially inspired by some of the cute kind of logos that you've worked on for Good Enough-ish. I've started making my bullet points when I'm making like little check marks in my planner. I've started making them hearts. Well, that's adorable. It is adorable because (laughs) I made a list yesterday of a bunch of things I didn't feel like doing. And I was like, let's just make it cuter. Let's make the to-do list cuter. And so I used hearts for my check boxes and it sparked a lot of joy. Well, that like, and I didn't plan for this segue to be so perfect, but um, 
Paige, when she writes her name, she is doing the thing where she dots the eyes with the heart, which is adorable. But something so cute. I wanted to mention to you, and I, I shared in our Facebook group about like, I just thought this was such a great show of like self-love and it it gave me pause because I was like, we all need to love and appreciate ourselves like Paige and a now eight-year-old child is doing. She had some extra Valentines left over after writing out her classmates' Valentines. And so naturally, she wrote one out to herself. But it was so cute because um, the to page, that eye was dotted with a smiley face. The from page, the eye was dotted with a heart. And it was just like, it was really cute that she just had extra Valentine's. She wrote some out for friends that aren't in her class. She wrote some out for me and Nick and her brother. But she was like, well, I got to write one for myself. And I was like, yes, you do. And I just, I don't know. So yeah, hearts, smiley faces. Like, you know, I'm in this real era of just like, just do whatever makes you happy. If it's- it's not it's hurting anybody. All else. the friendship bracelets. <laughs> if it, like it just so hearts as check marks. Yes. Yes. Thumbs up. Yeah, I feel like I know. Can we get the fireworks to happen? I got fireworks. fireworks. Thumbs up. One of the days you That's need to be the host marker. because yeah, because you need the fireworks. Mm-hmm. First of all, I've always been jealous of anybody that has an I in their name. <laughs> I don't have a single mm-hmm. I in my entire name, so I can me never either. do a heart. I also, it reminds me of kind of, so Mel Robbins has a book that's called The High Five Habit, where she encourages you to give yourself a high five in the mirror every morning. I'm familiar. And yeah, that is what... <laughs> you told us all about it yep. several episodes ago. Yep. And that is what Paige is doing. She's giving herself a big old high five with that val- valentine. And I feel like we need to do that for ourselves much more often. That is true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, also a little offshoot here. So I don't have an I in my name, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have two O's. And you know what I used to do <gasps> when Googly I eyes? was a kid? I used to make, and it's also like they're perfectly placed in the center of my name. Right. So I mean, for years, when I was, I probably started doing it when I was Paige's age, around eight or so. The O's would become the eyes, and then I would do a little nose and a little smiley face under my name. That is cute. Let's just get back to that. Let's. I think that should be your new signature, like you're signing checks like that. (laughs) You know, (laughs) they might be like, "This looks forged by a child." It's just you know, as you're loving on everybody else this week, don't forget to just appreciate yourself. Write yourself a little card. Take yourself out for coffee. Yeah, a couple more, um, a couple more love notes. Um, so there is a woman that I follow on Instagram. Her Instagram handle is simply on purpose. I think there's mm-hmm. a dot in there somewhere, maybe simply dot on purpose or something. Eh, we'll link to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I actually just brought two little principles from her that so far one of them has been successful, and the second one I'm still waiting to implement. The first one is um, love languages for kids. So you, it's a little printout quiz that you can give your kid and ask them to answer it. And then you'll get a result of what your kid's love language is. Cute. And that was really sweet. And it was interesting because Isabel was really excited to do the quiz. And it turned out that our love languages are completely opposite. So I was explaining to her how that can sometimes cause conflict because I'm like loving her in the way I want to be loved. And she's loving me in the way she wants to be loved. And they're actually mm-hmm. complete opposite. So oh, now. Yeah, Yeah, now it was really interesting to see like what her actual love languages are. And the second thing 
she had this cute post where she had this thing called the Love Ninja, where you can print this out and laminate it if you want. Oh, with my I knew laminate. you were going to find a way oh, to bring that, that laminator. Well, that's kind of why I bought the laminator before <laughs> the Love Ninja. But it's basically this little ninja that you print out. And it beca- it's almost like an elf of good deeds. So okay. you would take the the love ninja and you would do something like wipe down the kitchen sink or something like that uh, or the bathroom sink and then you would leave the love ninja there and then the next person that finds the love ninja has to do a good deed for somebody else within the next 24 hours and then it, it just keeps on moving around oh, and this is right up pages alley yes and isabel loves that kind of stuff too so i'm kind of just using it because this one is all about she calls it like the home economy kind of like that idea of everybody participating and helping and gamifying it a little bit more so i'm excited to put the love ninja to use yeah um and the love ninja might appear around chile too like little thing nice things that we can do for each other so i'm excited about that awesome because Mm -hmm. um i think i've talked about how our elf on the shelf which i was like reluctant to and then it whatever it happened last year and our elf does more than just move in like the month of December. Mm. Um, Our elf sticks around all year. And Paige knows that like there's no more magic after Christmas, but like she would still like the elf. She asks me to move the elf around in the Mm. absence of the elf's magic. So um, I feel like she would like this whole ninja idea or maybe it's the elf just because she's around and Paige will know it's me, but it could be a fun little like when I mm. leave the elf and you find her, her name is Lele. I don't mm. know why. Mm-hmm. Um, when you find the elf, that means you have to do X, Y, Z from this list and make it, like you said, gamify it. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Like and it. you could even kind of wrap it around the Valentine's Day theme of like, well, the elf in February knows that it's Valentine's Day and it becomes the love elf and people can move it. Now, would Paige be willing to touch the elf? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, you know, when you do touch the elf, it loses its magic. So. Yeah, our elf does not follow that um, Yeah, that awesome. Structure. Perfect. So then she could mm-hmm. use it in the same way that you use the love ninja. Yeah. Exactly. Beautiful. Okay. Mm-hmm. So much so much love going around. So much love. What else is new with you? You know, I have been – I had a kind of a nice moment last night. I, you know, I'm a new Mac user and I'm still learning a lot about Mac. Yeah. Um, and I teach my clients a lot about how to use their Mac. But one thing that was kind of really tripping me up about the Mac was that I kept getting these, like, you're almost running out of storage. And I'm like, oh, what are you yeah. talking about? My Mac is like months old. You know, what are you talking about? I'm running out of storage. So I've been learning how to delete a bunch of stuff. So last night I went in and I was deleting a bunch of music that was downloaded on my Apple Music. It was like oh actually, my gosh. right. It was like actually taking up space on my hard drive. And one of them was like, like 15 years ago when oh, we used to some download of them, music. Some yeah. of them were Dora the Explorer. <laughs> okay. But what and was really Isabel in- is almost 12. Yeah. It's like, exactly. it's been a while. Yeah. But what was really interesting was that I guess there's a bunch of things that I had sort of I wasn't sure how to favorite back in the day. So I had just pushed like plus, plus, plus. And I discovered a lot of really great songs 
that I hadn't heard probably since I clicked that plus button. So I was like decluttering last night on my computer and listening to some really great music. And it just That's reminded fun. me like, I don't listen to music enough. And it and it also yeah. reminded especially with this trip, you know, there's more opportunities to listen to music on the plane and on car rides and things like that. So I think I'm going to be, you know, listening to this music and you can create a station based on that song. So there was a song that I really liked. So I created a radio station related to that song so I can hear more songs like that. What was the song? By Dora the Explorer. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Um, I, I do want to find what that song was. Now, what was it? So have you heard of Badly Drawn Boy? Yes, but I could not tell you what song they, he sings. So is it, it a was, he or a they? So there was the famous song that they have that is called The Shining. You would recognize it. it, but I was like, <clears throat> what is this song? It's so nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love the ability to like create stations around a song. Also, I'm sure I shared this back in the day, but there was like a really perfect, nostalgic 90s pop station at one point that I just listened to all the time when I needed a little pep in my step. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't listened to it in a while. So you're reminding me that maybe I need to yeah. go back to some of that nostalgic music. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to talk about two more things that are sparking joy in my life. Well, one is not sparking any joy. It's a blocker. The first one is back stretches. I've been having a hard hard time with my back. So I just Googled Mm. back stretches for the lower back. And these things are magical. Oh, they are working? Yes, they are working. No, no, this is not the block. The block is the second one. This is the thing that's sparking joy. So I actually want to include a link to the article that lists out these seven back stretches that they say to do because they are delicious. They're kind of like (laughs) those delicious back stretches that you get to do at the end of the yoga routine. Like when you're just like a really good crack. Oh, it's not so much a cracking. It's more of a stretching also related to stretching. And I haven't gotten to the block that I'm having yet. Okay. I want to hear from people if they've been to the stretch lab or these stretching gyms. Have you heard of these, Brooke? No, I mean, CFIT had, well, used to have a stretch class that was really popular because it was like, yeah, it was not quite yoga, but it was just like stretching your body in ways that you don't often. And it's so good for your muscles and your joints, especially as you get up learning Uh a little bit. But Uh I have not heard of the stretch lab. It's essentially, you're not, it's not like an exercise class necessarily. It's somebody stretching you. Oh, well, that's great. If I don't actually have to do the work. It's somebody stretching you. And I actually just read, and it's a franchise. So I think there's a couple different, there's like the stretch lab, the stretch zone maybe is another one. And I'm going to see if I can get my mom signed up for it because it has very much a focus on mobility. So it's people that have problems with hips or knees or, you know, um, that their back and they will stretch you for you. So I want to hear from (laughs) our listeners. It's like physical therapy. But different because physical therapy also is a lot of like I've done physical therapy before and they're like doing a lot of like pressing and pushing and it can have like a massage aspect. And they're also having you do exercises and walking all around. This is you basically on a mat and they're sort of – it's almost like assisted yoga in a way. Okay. Like I get to be the Gumby and they just Correct. Correct. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. I want to hear from people if they've done Stretch Lab because I'm really intrigued. And they have this, I think it's like your first 50 minute introductory session is like 49 bucks. Okay. It's like a little treat. All right. 
It sounds a little... You're like, eh. I'm not going to pass judgment. I don't know. It sounds kind of like if you don't want to go to a chiropractor or a physical therapist and insurance won't cover it, here is a chain street. <laughs> I went straight to judgment. So anyway, um, I had one other little update that I want to share before we jump in and take a break. Um, I also have to share my blocker, what has me oh, blocked. Okay, fine. No, I want yours first. I <laughs> no. want yours first. Okay, well, mine is work-related, but I just wanted to let everybody know that the Balance Bound Planner, the undated daily planner, which is the popular wirebound version of our best-selling um, undated daily planner pad. Mm -hmm. So it's the same page layout, but it's in a wirebound planner format. They are back in our shop after a very long hiatus where we mm. had some production issues and we took things to a different printer and we got some new covers and they have a pocket in the back cover oh, now. So love a packet. anyway, just a little update. Back to you. <laughs> Tell me back, about your block since I really interrupted. Back to you, Amanda. No, I, I love that those um, – I think those planners are so good for people that have phobias about commitment. Yeah. Right? They're like, I don't have to be using my planner every single day. It's undated. I can just open to a page whenever I need to jot my stuff down. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also hear from like therapists who like to use it because mm -hmm. we have our standard column with the work self, others, and home for your to-dos. But then the additional column that's not included in our dated planners is for your schedule on the half hour from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. Yeah. So that's really good for people that do have a lot of appointments but may only practice therapy, their, you know, their therapy practice for three days a week and they don't yeah. need a whole planner for every day. So, yes. It's also good. You. Like somebody somebody <laughs> was um, talking the other day about how we're not really good at mapping our to-do list to our calendar. And I think that's a huge problem for me. Like I know what I have to do, but I don't necessarily know when I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. So I love the idea of using that too also of like, okay, here's my brain dump of my to-do list and then actually putting it in the calendar of when yes. exactly am I going to do that? Yeah. Translating okay. it into schedule. The block that I am having right now, Brooke, is that I have just discovered that we have pantry moths. Ooh. Okay. And – what do we do? Sorry, I didn't mean to offend you by that sound. <laughs> it's gross. So okay, we agree. what I have to get everything out of my pantry, <sighs> throw away the food that has been affected, identify the source, put everything back in the pantry. You know what I mean? Like that's oh, a block. That's, that's not fun. None of that's, that's fun. That's not a block. That's just downright like rude of your house to do this to you. I don't like – Pantry moths? Like, I know moths like wool and old sweaters, but these are I different. Don't think I knew these that this guys was are a more thing. munchers. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. fun. Fun for you. I'm sorry. And the problem is, like, for, they don't seem to be bothered by airtight containers. Like, those OXO containers that I have, they're in there. How do they get in? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Margot. Um, mm -mm. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. So. Do we need? Yeah. Do you so need? That's going to be a project. Workshop this with you. To come I mean, up with I a solution, think or I know just... what I have to do. I just don't want to do it. Yeah, you know, you got to throw out a lot. But of that's stuff. all right. I'm, I'm just going to put on my organizer hat because if I were going to organize a pantry, we would empty it all out. So I'm just going to pretend it's going to be the silver lining. The good thing is, is that I will the end up news. with a very organized yeah. pantry. Okay. Mm -hmm. The good news is oh, it should be fine. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, shall we take a break? Let's. We will be back. After the success of her book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, 
Marie Kondo created the KonMari Consultant Program to spread her joy-centered method of organization with as many people as possible. And seven years ago, Amanda, you became one of the first certified KonMari consultants. Humble bestie brag. I always appreciate a little bestie brag. If you, dear listeners, are also ready to spark joy in your life and the lives of others by becoming a consultant, for the first time in almost five years, you can join Marie Kondo in person in the greater New York area this April. You'll hear exclusive insights and attend a Q&A with the tidying master herself and have your photo taken with Marie. Um, Amanda, let's not forget that attendees will also be able to learn from you live. This is true, Brooke. I am honored to be a course instructor at the live April event. Listeners get the best discount that KonMari offers, which is $300 off regular admission, by using code GOODENOUGHISH at checkout. Visit events.konmari.com to learn more and use code GOODENOUGHISH at checkout to reserve your seat today. Get ready to spark joy while living your best life as a KonMari consultant. We're back. Amanda, I mentioned in our last segment how, you know, Paige wrote herself this adorable Valentine. Two page, love Cutie page. Cutie pie. Cutie pie. And, you know, it really just made me think like, when we were younger, did we show ourselves that type of self love, self self compassion? And if we did, and if that kind of dwindled, which I feel like it did, why mm-hmm. and when did that happen? Like, do you feel, I mean, obviously times have changed, fortunately, in a lot of positive ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you feel like you can identify for yourself, like, if you used to admire yourself in certain ways that really dwindled as you got older? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really remember myself. I guess I don't remember myself admiring myself so much, but I don't necessarily, like, I definitely think there was a a window of time as a child that I didn't feel hyper-focused on how do I look or do I look right or is my body the right size or, you know, I feel like a lot of, you know, puberty shows up and then you're starting to get worried about your body and comparing yourself and your skin and all of that kind of stuff. I think once kind of probably puberty hit all the way through probably 40 was the period of time that I compared myself to others or felt Mm -hmm. like my body should look a different way. It wasn't until I hit around 40 that I did start to feel, and I feel like our world was changing a lot too around that time because I'm 47 now. So it's been about, you know, seven years since I turned four. I'm not 47 yet. I keep on saying I'm 47, but I'm not actually 47. So your role, okay? Okay. I know. I've still got like a solid two months. Um, But I feel like it was around that time. I think it's a natural progression for women as they age to start caring less like yeah. and having more sort of self-love and appreciation of our bodies. But I think it's also just this movement of more body inclusivity and body neutrality. And like I talked about recently, you know, even just discovering like mid-sized fashion, like, oh, that's a thing. And that's something that I can identify with. And that's something that I can embrace. I mean, this week, just shopping on Old Navy, I feel like Old Navy, it's like... <laughs> Unpaid sponsorship opportunity. Unpaid sponsor. They say, you know, and I know a lot of other sites do this too, like 
for the images that we're showing you, do you want to see it in a size six and a size 12 and a size 18? Mm -hmm. And so I can choose 12 and I can say, okay, these are people that look more like me. How do those genes look on them? And so I think we've made um, a lot of progress there. Um, And it's funny though, because, you know, speaking of progress, like I do, I have a lot of hope for our generation of girls in particular, um, in terms of like body positivity and inclusivity, embracing their unique differences, which I feel like was not touted when we were younger. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, and there were fewer options mm-mm. if you didn't fit this XYZ mold. And I hope that that also translates to, you know, them continuing to show themselves self-compassion and self-love um, you know, amidst like, obviously puberty can be hard and middle school can mm-hmm. suck. And like, mm-hmm. there's things that they're going to face regardless, but you mentioned, and this like opened up a whole conversation for us that we wanted to bring to our listeners that we've seen this trend of like really young girls, this new obsession with skincare yep, and not just skincare, but like, a lot of skincare that could potentially be damaging to young Mm -hmm. skin. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like these corporations and, and, you know, the man, whatever, Mm -hmm. took notice that, oh, well, girls aren't being told to fit one size fits all anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So we can't prey on their body insecurities mm-hmm. or whatever other differences they may have. Let's focus on their skin. Yeah, it's <laughs> Everyone like has skin. Everyone right. has a face. Yes. That's like, oh, shoot. They're, they're feeling better about themselves on the body side. Mm-hmm. What can we do to make them feel bad about themselves so mm-hmm. that they'll buy more? And you can even, even as I'm thinking about it, you can see the shift. Like if you go into Target now, for example, they have kind of that fancy makeup section, you know, where it looks mm-hmm. a little bit more Sephora-esque. Boutique in the middle, yeah. Right. And they even have Altas in the middle of them now and the Kohl's that have Sephoras in them and they're much more boutique-y. Who are walk- who's walking around those aisles? Yeah. How many times, like it's mostly young girls that I see yeah. in those aisles, right? And so, you know, it's really interesting as the mother of a tween seeing you know, that influence and, you know, the influencers that they have today too. I mean, social media used to be a place where you would go on and just see, you know, your friend got a new puppy. Now you're getting sold to, you know, buy this, buy that. And it's expensive stuff. Yeah. And it's, yeah, stuff that these serums that are for aging skin and things like that, that aren't really good for them. And I get it. And I'm falling for it in a lot of ways because, you know, my parents, They, even though they were very frugal, they did what they could to help me stay up with the trends. You know, like I had the tree torns and I had the Forenza sweaters and Gap as much as we could afford. And so for a lot of things, this is the the skincare is kind of like the Stanley Cup of belonging. You know what I mean? They want to have that particular skincare and they have all these things where they do hauls. Like, let me show you my Sephora haul, you know, but um, it does just make me think like, that's yeah, it's kind of like skincare is the new fat shaming. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is how we can make people feel bad about themselves. And it doesn't it's not just targeted towards tweens, it's also targeted to people our age. Yeah, well, and it's interesting you mentioned like tree torns and Fiorenza sweaters. What are those? I don't even know. Forenza? Forenza? You what didn't have that? Forenza? No, it no. was like it was a brand. 
I'm like a spree was like aspirational for me. Yes. Is that kind of along the same lines? Okay. Ish. Yep. Yep. Gap. Mm-hmm. But like those also were fashion and they weren't things that had like long-term effects. And I think that's what like scares me a bit about – and again, like we're talking skincare. Like I, I don't think yeah. ultimately – I mean who knows? In the 30 or 40 years these – women at that point might have major skin issues because of what they put their skin through now. And like, we all have issues because we didn't wear sunscreen in the 80s. So like, you know, whatever. It's going to be what it's going to be. But it is like a slightly alarming, the level Mm. and the um, speed with which this took off and I Mm. feel like has totally consumed young girls. And again, I'm not living with a tween girl. So I don't – you know – a lot more from that perspective. Yeah. And the thing with their clothes too, in addition to being, I think, more embracing their size, they also, like the kids, they, they have their favorite clothes and they wear them every day. So they're not buying, they might be buying Lululemon or whatever more expensive stuff, but they're not buying as much as these companies want them to buy because they got their hoodie, they got their leggings, they got their Uggs, and they are good to go. Do you, you think know? G- this generation of kids will ever wear jeans? Isabel asked me for a pair of jeans this week, oh, and I okay. cannot figure out, Brooke, it is like you and I's jean journey. Mm, She's like, I want it slightly baggy, but then I also want it, and it's kind of hit right on the shoe, and I'm like, we're looking for some sort of unicorn pair of jeans. So I got a Gap pair that I had gotten her approval online, or okay. it was old Navy B. It's like, okay, is this kind of what we're looking for? Came in the mail immediately no that's not even so i don't know brooke yes she wants to wear jeans but so you know there was that whole there was the mom jean the last summer's uniform for the teens at least were the high-waisted mom high-waisted baggy mom true yes they do with the crop top okay so they do wear jeans the young the young the young folk but like i mean Paige has never put a pair of jeans on her body and she doesn't want to. Graham, yeah. the same. He's like, what are these hard pants as, as we right. have called them before? Right. Um, but I like part of me kind of wonders because their age group is so into um, – Just super like, casual. Yeah, super casual. I'm like, these kids might not ever have to deal with the hard experience of jean shopping. Maybe they won't. Anyway, that's I know. a little different from skincare, but – Yeah. But even with the older audiences, like I get bombarded in my feed with like, have you seen those ads for frownies? Yep. You know, like it's kind of like the alternative to Botox, which as we've talked about, my solution is Mm -hmm. to have bangs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't even know what what it looks like under there. And it's funny to watch people's comments because they're like, I'm sorry, what's wrong with having the lines there again? Like, why can we not have lines there? Like, it makes me think of when um, the new Sex in the City movie came out. It's not new anymore, but when it did come out or the new series or whatever, everybody was like, they look old. And Sarah Jessica Parker was like, well, we are older. Right. It's been 25 (laughs) years. What were you expecting? It makes sense that we would look older because we are. (laughs) But if they look too young, then they are under the lens of like, well, how much work did they have done? Right. You know, and it's like, well, which which one do you want? Do you want them to look real? Do you want them to look their age? Or do you want them to have a lot of lip filler and then you criticize them for that? Like they literally cannot have no. stayed 25, 30. Right. So they're either going to look older 
yeah. or they're going to have the lip filler. Which one do you want, society? <laughs> I know. It kind of reminds me of the Tangled movie, you know, where she's always – she makes the, the hair sing so that she can keep going back to being youthful and she just keeps looking like that the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, she never – it's not even like an aging gracefully. It's like, no, just don't age because aging at all is offensive. Mm-hmm. So just don't do that and then don't also fi- try to fix it because we're all going to know. Mm-hmm. it's just exhausting do you remember speaking of sex and the city do you remember i don't even know what episode or storyline it was but there was this one episode and charlotte was never my favorite character Mm. particularly i just i never felt like it's fine different topic i do need you to talk about that a little bit more but we can circle back okay we'll circle back but there was this one episode where they're having breakfast at their you know diner whatever and kristen davis like just put her head down and she's like my hair hurts (laughs) like like life was just so exhausting to her (laughs) that the way that she expressed that was that her hair hurt and i was like we all we all just know what, what she's saying, even yeah. though your hair can't hurt. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love that. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. But I do like her character because she has a cavalier. Okay. I think that – Yeah, what's the issue? Well, I don't think Kristen Davis is a great actress. I just – I don't know. I think mm, she was good mm, in that role. Mm, mm. I just felt a little more contrived. I'm a Miranda gal myself. Oh, you're I, a Miranda gal. I just mm-hmm. – I think Cynthia Nixon is a great actress. Mm-hmm, um, she was just kind of like that kind of edgy, slightly angry, impatient New Yorker. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just loved yeah. her. Anyway. I liked the storyline that they had. I think it was in the movie. I liked the storyline where like her husband cheated on her and everything that they went through. And then like they were going to meet on the Brooklyn Bridge to decide if they were going to reconcile. I liked that storyline. I, I thought it was that interesting. scene. The Brooklyn Bridge <laughs> scene felt really contrived to me. I that was like the one time I mm, did not like her acting. That's so funny. Yeah. Speaking of funny stuff, this is completely off topic, but you were raving about the book Romantic Comedy the other day and I started oh. reading it and I don't like it. No. no. See, I thought you would like it because it's supposed to be like a very SNL. I know. Okay. I'm going to keep trying. I don't know. I might okay. keep trying. But So I finished a book last night that people raved about that I'm like, eh, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's so, just what fine. are you going to give it? Three stars? What are you gonna I'm going to give it four stars. Oh. Which for me, I'm I'm a pretty like You're generous. I'm still just like Emily Henry. I am so proud of you for writing a book. Like I mm. I really reserve three stars for like a book that I really was not a fan of. That's kind of well. Three stars is sort of like a C. You know, right. that's kind of, but, yeah. So I thought this book by Emily Henry it was it was a it B. Was, it was fine. It was a solid. <laughs> Be. Can you but imagine I'm if saying, we got podcast reviews that were like, it's fine. It's a fine, it's fine. podcast. That would be so crushing. No, but I because I read like three books recently that I gave five stars to. And so people had loved this happy place by Emily Henry. And I was like, it's fine. Anyway, four stars. Real off topic here. Okay. I want to go back. Yeah. I okay. I, something Brene Brown said once really stopped me in my tracks, which was talking about how like if we all stood in the mirror every morning and we're like huh like before any makeup before anything and we were like look and good <laughs> yes no wow. no Love change pillow marks on no change face. to make here no concealer needed no nothing like i'm i'm amazing she was like the the beauty industry if every single woman woke up and said that tomorrow morning 
the beauty industry, we would experience a financial collapse similar to post 9-11. That is how much the beauty industry relies on everybody waking up every morning and not saying that. Hmm. And that is huge to me. It is huge. And I feel so conflicted because in my 40s, I finally like embraced makeup and learned to have fun with it and learned that it's not just a matter of like throwing all the eyeshadow on my face and being like, okay, I guess that'll be good. It's it's highlighting my good features mm-hmm. and it's about self-expression. So it's mm-hmm. like I've embraced makeup in a fun self-expression way that I never felt connected to before. But then yeah. at the same time, I'm like, yep, they're just preying on us. It's uh, So it's, I, know. I feel really conflicted. I know. We've talked about recently Pam Anderson being on the red carpet and not wearing makeup. And it's yeah. so interesting because when I look at her, I actually like stare at these pictures of Pam Anderson on the red carpet without makeup because it almost, it's like it short circuits my brain. Mm. I find it so challenging. And it's so strange to me that it's such a statement and it's powerful because it looks very odd. Yeah. Like it looks because it's highly unusual. It's very unusual. And like the act of her having her bare face on a red carpet, it's just like, wow, isn't it strange how strange this is? Yeah. You know? Isn't it strange how strange this is? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, and I, have you ever seen those photos? You know, sometimes I fall down the Instagram rabbit hole that mm. it's like, um, just because we're talking about red carpet, say that there's a picture of someone on the red carpet and they've mm-hmm. got the photographers are set mm-hmm. up at a certain spot. They're at a certain height. So they get the perfect proportion of the yes. woman and they've got the perfect lighting on their faces and all of the flash bulbs that highlights, you know, that hides all of the wrinkles and all mm-hmm, of the things mm-hmm. and they look amazing. And then you see from like the natural light outside with some maybe funny shadows, a different shot oh, of that yeah. person where you can like see their pores and it's like, oh, right, that's makeup. And yes, have fun with the makeup. Look killer, amazing, super hot on the red carpet. Good for you, girl. But also remember that that woman has pores and that mm-hmm. woman is wearing makeup that was put on by several professionals over the course of an hour, like oh, over the course hours. of hours. Yeah. yeah. But, and had all of the other treatments and all of the other whatever and a, a fashion stylist. So, and I feel like taking it back a little bit to this thing about like young girls and skincare, and it ties into a lot of what we see on social media is just people's faces mm-hmm. and they're using filters mm-hmm. and Facetune and all of these different things. It just, you know, it ties into what we started out talking about with these young girls and this fixation on skincare now, because maybe they're all aspiring to look like these Facetuned filtered photos of faces, which a lot of times is all you're seeing of a person on social media. So it's just, you know, it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, think with we've skincare solved too, anything here in this no, discussion. We did not. <laughs> but I think the other thing too with skincare and why it makes it so easy to sell is that it's very easy to sell quick fixes. I think yeah. with our bodies, it's a lot harder to sell quick fixes because you can't fix your body, like exactly like you were saying. But I can sell you a $25 mascara that you can run out and buy today because I make the promise that it's going to make your lashes longer and voluminous. And I can sell you something that's going to give you that 
feeling of a quick mm-hmm. fix right mm-hmm. away. And that's why I think they can be so incredibly successful. Yeah. Um, also, like, where is all this money coming from that these young girls have? Like, I don't know. I still feel splurgy buying my um, concealer that is like $25 that I buy maybe every four months. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, this is this is a high price point for me. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it gets into the whole, you know, it's like so much easier to get a credit card now. I mean, well, it's always been easy to get a credit card. I still remember being on a college campus and seeing tens of credit card, you know, tables like, oh, no credit, no problem, you know, and I got a free University of Delaware t-shirt for signing up. (laughs) Exactly. And that was the start of some financial problems for me. And I'm sure that for a lot of girls, it's the same, you know, and they get you with those rewards of, you know. You hit and then you get 150 points and then you get the teeny, 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 tiny sample as a thank you. But you want to keep getting those points. And they're smart. These people that are out there are very smart. And this trend of, you know, obviously like once once skincare is on your face, like your peers don't exactly know what bottle that came from or what brand it came from. This trend of using um, like zit stickers Mm-hmm. And making them like cute shapes and characters and mm-hmm. girls wearing them out in public, which like part of me is like more power to you. Like you embrace that pimple and like show everyone that that's what's hiding under there. Mm-hmm. But also it's just another way. It's like another status symbol thing. It's like, yeah, I got a pimple and I got the best sit stickers on the market. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just exhausting, Amanda. It My, hair exhausting. <laughs> My hair hurts. My hair hurts. So we've solved nothing. Do you have a tween daughter? Do you have an older daughter who has grown out of this? Do we are we just all doomed for a, a life of buying our daughters expensive or trying to talk our daughters out of wanting expensive skincare that really when all you need is good moisturizer and sunscreen? I know. Right. Uplifting. This was this an uplifting was a one. one. Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. right. Let's bring back some joy in the next okay. segment. All right. We'll right We're going to do that. We'll be right back. Hey, listeners. Amanda here. One of the best ways to support this podcast is by leaving positive ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you're on an iPhone, find that purple podcast app, search for Good Enough Ish, scroll down to the ratings and reviews sections to tap five stars and write your own review. You might even get a shout out on the show. Your support means so much and will help new listeners find us. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. We're back. Hi. Why Judy, are you laughing? Judy is doing such a weird snore right now. It's oh, kind of like a snore slash whine. Oh, she's, she's dreaming about something good. Yeah. yeah. Such a little cutie patootie. <laughs> Amanda, what is sparking joy for you right now? You know, I want to recommend that people sign up for a lovely little email, which is this woman I love, Jess Ekstrom, who has been a big mentor to me in my speaking world. She has an email that she sends out that is called Your Monday Pep Talk. And it comes out at like six o'clock in the morning on Mondays. And it's not a whole email. It's usually just like one phrase. So the Mm -hmm. phrase for as of this recording is... There is no bottom of the pile, so we need to learn to enjoy the pile, which I love. It's just so like, oh, yes, yeah. girl. I love that. And I get the exact same phrase 
but texted to me every Monday. Yes. So you can choose how you receive it. Yes. And uh, yeah, I always enjoy her little one or two sentence pep talks as well. Yes. So you can just go to jessextrum.com. We'll put a link in the show notes and you can sign up for that. But it's usually like, ugh, just what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. 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 So what are you doing to do your future self a favor? Okay. So this was maybe one of my best ideas last year. And this year I just duplicated the file and deleted all of the content and started over. But um, what I did, I created a shared Google spreadsheet for our weekly summer schedule Mm -hmm. with all of our neighborhood friends, the kids' besties, to show week by week Will this family be on vacation? Oh my Is gosh. this family doing a camp? What camp is it? It's been such a great way to be able to coordinate certain camps. Like Graham is doing a Phillies baseball camp and my friend Stacy and I, we needed to make sure that we were on the same page about like which week the boys were doing the camp together. Mm-hmm. Um, so added her to the spreadsheet. Sometimes her son is away for usually like a week or two with his dad at some point. So that's good Mm -hmm. for me to know. So then Graham might need some other friends to hang out with that week. Mm -hmm. Um, Paige wants to do theater camp the week that her friends are doing it. So it's just been like a really easy, quick, awesome way. I basically just do a different row for each week. Everybody puts in um, if they'll be local Because then also, if it's something where like, we don't have a camp plan this week, that will be Camp Brook, which means I will be taking the kids to the pool every day. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. if I know who else is around that week, I'll know who to text every morning and say, hey, will we see you guys at the pool? Because my kids don't want to go unless their friends will be there. Mm -hmm. It's also just, it's been a great, great way to not have to put out like the SOS text, like my kids are bored. What's everybody mm-hmm. up to? Mm-hmm. And then get a bunch of responses like, oh, we're away this week. We're X, Y, Z. I can just go to the spreadsheet and see who's around. <sighs> this is so good. It's I want to so see it. Easy. You know my love language is spreadsheets. Okay. I don't even care what a spreadsheet simple. is about. I like yeah. it. Each column is just like that family. Each row <sighs> is the week from the first week of summer to the last and uh, yeah, awesome. amazing. I, I'm sure um, I can share it as like a template and just, you know, it's, it's like literally as basic as a template can get in Google Sheets. I haven't made it pretty or anything, but if you'd like my template, I'll share it with you. Oh, it's great. it sounds so good. I love it. And yeah. I love that you have that many friends that you need to coordinate with. You, I mean, know? you know, you're such I'm a like friend gal. over here. You are. It just, it saves me a lot of runaround, especially on the days that like I'm trying to get some work done and Mm. I'm like, okay, we can go to the pool at three when I finish this thing. And they're like, well, who's going to be there? (sighs) This truly does my future self a favor. She's like, let me check the spreadsheet. Let me check the spreadsheet. (laughs) Or like, maybe I'll just leave the spreadsheet up on my iPad that the kids use. Oh, that's a good idea. And let them check the spreadsheet. That's a good idea, Mm -hmm. super mom. I mean. You know, okay. I do what I can over here. Good enough-ish. <laughs> that is so not good enough-ish. That is above and beyond, and I'm but, loving it. But it, it might sound above and beyond, but it is literally the person I'm helping the most is me. Yeah, you're <laughs> you simplifying know? your life for sure. Yeah. Three long months of <sighs> summer that Three I love, but it's months. also a lot of time to fill. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. Oh, and yeah. we also all start planning and panicking about the camps in January and February. So, Ugh. like, 
I think January 5th this year. It was like I shared the spreadsheet with the friends and they were like, oh my gosh, does this mean I have to start planning? It's like, Isabel, yes, yes, Isabel wants to go to sleepaway camp this year. <gasps> and I'm just actually writing that down on my planner because I got to do that now. But then it is the whole question of should I send her with a friend or if I do send her with a friend, will she not make other friends? Well, you know? my friend Madeline is sending her daughters to sleepaway camp. So I'll find out which camp she chose, and maybe that will take some of the guesswork out of it for you. Yeah, because I feel like Isabel was telling me about some website she found or something that actually you can put in your interests, and it'll tell you what the best camps are for you. Oh, fun. So I know I need to do that. That'll Maybe that'll be a project we can do in Chile is decide put that together. Put it on your list. On the list. <laughs> um, all right. Well, this was fun. So fun. <laughs> Amanda, just like a little teaser – yeah. That you're going to be away for a little bit. <gasps> hmm I may or may not have a guest co-host next week. I may be replacing you just temporarily. <laughs> what That's if, all I'm going to say right now. What if they're amazing and you're like, oh my God, I 100% like co-hosting with this other person more than Amanda. What if that happened? I mean, you know, it's it'll be, it'll be, it'll be okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, what do you want me to say? I don't want this person to be like, oh, she doesn't like me as much. I don't know. I love I've you put all you in a equally, terrible even yes. though this hasn't happened yet. She did great. It hasn't happened. I know. She I'm excited. Great. I'm really, really excited about this guest host possibility because there are times that, you know, you're not available or I'm sick or you're sick or something like that. So the idea that some of our favorite people can pop in and be co-hosts is really mm-hmm. thrilling. So I'm excited. I know. I know. And she's a listener. She she knows the drill. So she knows the drill. Okay. That's all. That's all I'm going to tease. Mm, a little teaser. All right, okay. everybody. We or Brooke and somebody else mm. will talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484 440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.